Hey guys, this is Josh Peak. Welcome to the Josh Peak Show. Uh, today we have a special guest on Robert Blackman. You're really going to enjoy this podcast. Um, if you want to follow me or get in touch with me, uh, you can go to joshpeak.com. I have a, I've actually created a special phone number for folks who, if you're wanting to be a guest, you have questions, um, or you want to hear a guest, a certain person to come on this show, you can call me at 918-200-9141. 918-200-9141 on Instagram at Josh Peak at Twitter it's at Josh Peak um, on Facebook you can just put Josh Peak in and uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify uh, I'd appreciate if you'd give me a review and also uh, subscribe but give me a five star I'd love it I appreciate that so anyways I hope you enjoy this show it's with Robert Blackman uh, He's a legend in the direct sales industry. You're really going to like it. Thank you. Josh Peak Show. Hey, everyone. This is Josh Peak. Welcome to the Josh Peak Show, where I'm your host. We interview entrepreneurs, top producers, sometimes politicians, even. Uh, today, I'm joined by a good friend of mine, uh, known for a long time, Robert Blackman. He lives in Norman, Oklahoma, from Bartlesville, and I'll let him tell uh, tell him, you guys his story. But, Robert, it's good to have you on. Hey, Josh. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it, man. It's uh, good to catch up with you. Yeah, it is good. I mean, every time we talk, we kind of start back from where, where it ended and doesn't feel like we skip a beat. That's exactly right. Well, we, we communicate on text and Facebook everywhere, so... It's almost like you live next door sometimes. I know, I know. Well, cool. Well, let's just uh, so people that don't that don't know you, or which is in my circle, as very few. Most people know you in my circle from the network marketing industry and direct sales, copywriting. Um, let's talk about. Let's go to the very beginning. Um, so, like, where, where are you from? Let's just tell people where you're from and uh-huh. and where you're born and raised, and then we'll get into the business part. Sure, sure. I was actually uh, born at St. Francis Hospital there in Tulsa. You probably drive by it quite often. Uh, and uh, then my dad uh, moved to uh, Bartlesville. He was a salesman for a company called URCO Business Forms. And his biggest client, no doubt, in Bartlesville is Phillips 66. And so uh, he ended up moving to Bartlesville to handle that account. Uh, and after about 10 years of that, he started his own printing manufacturing business forms company. And he got the gentleman to to buy it or help him finance it. He got into trouble. Uh, he and three business partners went in. This is back in the nineteen like nineteen sixty four, nineteen sixty five. And three guys went in together. My dad knew two other gentlemen, and they started their own uh, business forms company called Central States Printing. And so uh, they got going well and had one big client. That client went bust. They owed him $60,000, which back in 1960s, probably like three or $400,000 in today's dollars. And it bankrupt them. The other two partners left, and Dad did what Dad did. He networked. And the gentleman that he networked with, uh, Josh, and this is a good, good the lesson for everybody today that's listening to this. When he worked for UARCO, he would go and call on Philip 66. And the purchasing agent there was a gentleman by the name of K.S. Boots Adams, mm-hmm. which he eventually became the CEO. But Boots started in the purchasing department, and Dad would go to him. 
they developed this incredible relationship, not only at work, but outside of work. They would go to the Elks Club. They would go to the Country Club there in Bartlesville, and they would go to events together. So my dad uh, and my mom got to know him and his wife. So when dad was going to go bankrupt, who did he call? He called Boots. And he said, Boots, Bob Blackman. He goes, how you doing? He said, I'm going. He goes, I want to make you a great offer today. And Boots laughed. He goes, what is it? He goes, I want you to buy my printing company. And, and excuse my French, but Boots said, why the hell would I want to do that? <laughs> and he says, he goes, because you'd be double dipping. And he goes, now explain that one to me. He goes, well, you're already buying printing from us now. You know, he gave him the sales amount, you know, whatever it was, two or 300,000 a year. He goes, now you're going to make a kickback on that because you own the company. And he says, Boots hesitated for about 10 seconds, and he goes, hang on. So he gets on the other line, and he hears the guy that he's talking to, which was the banker, for Boots. And he says, hey, I got a guy by the name of Bob Blackman coming down, and he's going to need some money. What to give him whatever he needs and have him bring the paperwork up so we can sign it. I'm going to buy his printing company. That's the power of networking. That's the power of building relationships outside of just the financial transactions is when we all hear that people do business with people that who they know they like and they trust. That was something my dad taught me. That's something that was taught to me over the kitchen table. That story has been told to me hundreds of times between mom and dad and a lot of other things that would take up the entire show today about just Boots Adams. But Boots bought the company and kept dad on as president, and he ran it. And I grew up in that plant, not just the pride of being self-employed, but that my dad almost lost the company, and he saved it because he knew somebody who had money. And we also hear it's not what you know, it's who you know. And the one thing that everyone needs to listen to today about this story is that if you're not where you want to be financially and you don't have a lot of self-confidence yourself, that's okay. That's a starting point. That's why we have books. We have tapes. We have, you know, Kindle. We have uh, books on audio. You have podcasts that you listen to like this. Josh and I both started not knowing anything. We just had a lot of ambition and we had a lot of great teachers. My teacher I happened to live with, and that was my father. And so you'll just see from this story, just the beginning of the story, without that happening, Josh, I wouldn't be where I am today. Because then I grew up in a printing company where I got all my direct mail experience, which turned into incredibly you know, sound business principles to take when the Internet came on right around the year 2000. And so we went from direct response marketing through printing through doing it through the Internet. Now we're still doing a little bit of printing combining it with the power of that. So growing up in that company, I went from A to Z, knew everything, how to run a printing company, how to run a printing press, how to go call on the customer, how to build the, build the stuff, how to buy, buy the products, do inventory every month, do the P&L. I learned everything because I grew up in a traditional business. And here's the thing I found from that is it broke my dad's back, literally. He was he was in pain all the time, always on call. Back in those days, they had a pager, so that we'd be setting up for dinner, a pager would go off, he'd have to go back down to the plant. So he was a slave to the business. Mm -hmm. So we talk about, there's really just three ways in my mind that you can make money. You work for somebody else, or you work for yourself, or you get into a business model like network marketing, where other people do the work for you, where the companies do the heavy lifting. They, they manufacture, they, they pick, pack, and ship, and they pay. 
they do all of those things for you. And that's why, Josh, I was so attracted to network marketing. And I really believe that's why I've been so successful at age 58, being in the business for 40 years, is because I grew up in a corporate town of Phillips 66. And I saw how everybody felt like to me that they were robots. They had to be there. They rushed to work at eight. They rushed home at five o'clock. They prayed for the weekend, and when the weekend was over on Sunday night, they got a pit in their stomach because they had to go back to a job they didn't really like, but they needed the money to live. Then I was able to live in a traditional business, which I realized we lived down there. We had a refrigerator. We had a microwave. There was a bathroom, a shower. Uh, there was beds down there. Josh, we worked round the clock. And so when I ran into the model at age 17 of network marketing, I said, holy cow, there's a way to escape the rat race and also escape the traditional business rat race. And this is this is business on steroids. So for me, knowing when I ran into tough times in network marketing and I started to look like I maybe want to get out of it, all I had a reference was working for Phillips as a zombie, as I call it. And I know it's not that way for everybody, but it was for me. Working for other people is great. If you enjoy it, you love what you do, that's perfect. Stay there. But for me, that was a no-go. And to look at the traditional business, my dad and my mom filed bankruptcy. I filed bankruptcy trying to help save their bankruptcy. So it broke all of us, and it also broke us physically, but I kept at it. So network marketing, Josh, when I started having troubles and a hard time with it, a company would close, a group would leave, a competitor would come in with a better price on the product, better pay plan. I had to adapt and overcome. I couldn't just go back to my job because I knew where those two places ended. So that's the reason why I stuck with network marketing is I burned the bridge. There was no bridge of going back to a job or a traditional business. And so that's kind of a, a synopsis of you know how I grew up and why I turned out you know into network marketing. Well, that's interesting. You know, I met you. <clears throat> I figure I would have probably met you through somebody else, but I met you through Joe Schroeder. So I was working with Joe yes. on, you know, on learning. I learned so much. I mean, it was a perfect yes. time for me, but, you know, learning the funded proposal and, and then watching how he, how he did his copywriting and then how you did your copywriting. So I was sandwiched right. between two brilliant people, I thought. And, and, yes. and I'm just telling you, it was, uh, it was fun times for me because, you know, on the funded proposal, we made so it, it, it's a it's a blessing and a curse. It's it's a blessing because it keeps you alive long enough and yes. it, and generates you the leads. It's it's <laughs> a it's a curse because you're like, well, why do anything else? And we're when we're cashing in here. But if you can stay focused, and you got a real good funnel. I mean, everybody's talking about marketing funnels today. Now, if you understand the basics of a funnel, but then you take today's technology, uh, it, it it's powerful. But I guess a question I I have for you is. Uh, we, we talked about the, the pillars of marketing, uh, you know, whenever you and I are working together and Joe, you know, you've got today, you've got Facebook back then we had MySpace and YouTube. Today we have Facebook, right. YouTube and all the pillars, but it's just, I mean, th these are all just when we're talking about marketing pillars, we're just talking about each segment. You're really, really good at, and I think a lot of people know you from the direct mail, the direct response. Mm -hmm. So printing definitely helped you in that capacity. Oh Yes. I mean, they so, did. so, I mean, when I, I mean, I just learned a ton whenever I was working, but Joe did, he entered, he said, you got he said, you're from Tulsa. He said, there's a guy that lives in Bartlesville, man. He has a, he has a mansion. 
And I'm like, really? I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, I, I know people from Bartlesville, and because my parents they grew up in know what in Lenapaw, Delaware area, which right, and so right. then they go to Bartlesville for their you know Friday nights. <laughs> and um, and I'm like, well, what's his name? He said, well, Robert Blackman. And so then that's whenever you know you, that you had profit leads, still do. And yes. um, and I learned a whole lot from that. What I mean, you, I guess I well I shouldn't assume, but I guess a question would be. A new network marketer, um, would they go through a profit leads? I mean, it, it, in a sense, it is a funded proposal, right? I mean, yes. it has that built into it. So then it leads into your network marketing business. Um, do you think that? Do you think that's applicable? What we were doing then to today's business? Absolutely, because you know, there's technology may have changed. You know, Josh, since you and I first met, you know, twenty some odd years ago. There's something that hasn't changed, and that's human nature. That's people. You know, we're we're when, when we're born today, whether it was today or a million years ago, or you know, ten thousand years ago, two thousand years ago, when somebody's born, we're we're the same entity, and we have the same emotional hangups. We have the same drives, the dreams, the fears, and so to me, network marketing now after four, 40 years, it's not about products. It's not about the pay plans. It's not about systems. It's not about the company. And it's not really about the profession. It's about psychology. And I think that's the reason why Joe and I, when we first hooked up, we connected. It was like, you know, two electric bolts mm -hmm. because we both would set, you know, after an event or something, we'd set and have a, have a beer together. And we would talk about the psyche. We talk about what people were saying to us on the phone. Or on conference calls or in a meeting, we talk about their tonality, their body language. Would they look you in the eye? And what were their excuses? And so we we really were able to develop a strategy about how to understand what we call network marketing psychosis. And there is a psychosis involved in the mind of someone who wants to do something more than what they're already doing. And then it comes into what are they willing to do to learn it? And then what are they doing? What are they willing to do to take action? And, you know, you mentioned profit leads right now. You know, we've been in that since we've since 2001. So 20 years. We now actually changed the name to Profit Leads University because we're much more than just a lead company. We're leads and training. We've got an incredible back office of audios, videos, interviews and PDFs. But my point is, here's something for human psychology. Out of every 10 lead packages that we sell, five out of those 10 never open up the lead files, but they'll stay on auto ship for an average of eight months. And, and you go, why in the world would they do that? Well, just think if you've ever bought any weight loss shakes, you've ever bought any vitamins, any shampoos, and go look through the cupboards and look in the garage and the closets, and you'll find products, not just network marketing products, infomercial products. So it, that, that you've bought that you've never used and taken action on. Leads are the fuel to your business. And there's really only two ways if you're going to get into network marketing and you're listening to this today and you want to write this down. There's only two ways to build your network marketing business. The first way is with people that you already know. And the second way was people that you don't know. And I know that sounds very uh, oversimplistic, but that's it. And what Joe and I did and what I've been able to do is I became an expert in both of those, Josh. Mm -hmm. And that's what we call warm marketing and cold marketing. And so in today's environment, even with all of the technology, 
we still teach, for instance, on the worm marketing to don't call your family and friends. That's the biggest, you know, the oldest thing that people say, oh, I, I'm not going to make a list of 100 or 300 people and call them. That doesn't work. Well, guess what? Go to the DSA.org, and I want everybody to do that when they listen to this and Google it. And I want you to go D DSA Top 100. And when you do that, it'll pull up a list of the top 100 companies. And I always say this jokingly, Josh, I hate to confuse the argument of what works best with a bunch of facts. But here's the facts. The top 100 network marketing companies are not doing funnels. They're not doing YouTube. They're not doing mm -hmm. uh, ads on Facebook. They're doing more marketing. Now, yes, there are people that are morphing. Once they go to their war market and they run out of it, they go online. That's now becoming. But Amway still 8.8 billion, and you can't don't see any pop up ads for Amway. You don't you haven't been invited to an Amway webinar or Zoom call lately because they don't do them. And so what we teach instead of calling people, we tell them to mail them. We mail everybody we know a letter and we say, hey, Josh, Sherry and I are real excited. We just joined a new business. Will you do me a favor? Watch this video or visit my website and tell me who I should talk to. And we do 25 letters a week over the next four weeks. We mail them on Friday. We call them on Wednesday. And I would call you and say, hey, Josh, it's Robert. Did you get my letter? Yeah, I did. Hey, did you watch the video? Yes or no? If no, you set up a time to watch to follow up. If they say yes, hey, Josh, great. Who do you think I should talk to? Well, see, the psychology of this, Josh, is we're not bugging our family and friends to join. We're calling our family and friends to get a recommendation. And what that turns into for every 10 friends that we talk to, that we mail the letter to, five of those will say, when you ask the question, hey, who do you think I should talk to? Half of them will say, well, what about me? What about me and my wife? So it's the ultimate takeaway that they want to be involved in what you're doing. So that's the technique that we use today. And here's the, here's the technique. We mail 25 letters on Friday. We call on Wednesday. We do that for four weeks. And then by the end of that four weeks, that distributor has reached their first or second pin level. Getting to the top of the network marketing company, business, any company, usually ends up looking like this, Josh. You take that first pin level and you duplicate and you duplicate over and over and over again. Getting to the top of the pay plan is nothing more than teaching people to get to the first pin level. So we get everybody just through their warm market, even sometimes 30 or 50 letters to get to their first pin level. So duplication occurs. Then once they do that, we get them to the cold market with our leads. And Joe, and, and the reason why Joe and I always talked about this is, and, and I'll, I'll get throw it back to you, Josh, is that the reason this technique works with your warm market is because of this. I want to use this analogy. Let's say that I open up a yogurt shop mm -hmm. and I spend $100,000 on a franchise. And they told me, Robert, if you get another franchise to us, we'll pay you $33,000 on that hundred grand. So go get three and your yogurt franchise is free, right? We've all heard that slogan in marketing, three and it's free. Yep. Well, okay, so then I call you and say, hey, Josh, you need to get a yogurt shop in Tulsa. It's only 100 grand, and if I get three of you, my, my franchise is free. And you're gonna look at me and say, Robert, look, that's stupid. I'm not, I'm not looking to own another business, and I definitely don't have 100 grand, goodbye. So see, that's the psychology, and what most people are thinking, Josh, it's the 100 grand. No. That could be $500. That approach doesn't work if it's $100. 
because you're not sitting there by your phone thinking, man, I need to start a business. That's not the problem I'm trying to solve. The problem I'm trying to solve is you need to make extra money. Well, how do I teach you how to do that? So instead of calling you about becoming a franchise owner, I call you and say, hey, look, Sharon and I, we just started a yogurt shop. And if you come down, here's a 10% card. You get 10% off for life. And then when you start coming down to the yogurt shop, you come in and go, well, where's Robert and Sherry? And the girl behind the counter says, oh, they're in Colorado. They're skiing. They're in Cancun. Well, man, are they ever? No, they're doing great. Matter of fact, they're opening up another location. So they get in the car and they go, we might want to check into buying a yogurt franchise because Robert and Sherry seem to be doing very well. And every time we talk to them, they're happy, they're excited, they're traveling. See, versus the difference, like, Josh, you got to get in. You got to do this. I mean, if I can't, if I don't get into person in, if you don't sign up, my wife's going to kill me and I'm going to get out. You see, that's the whole psychology that most people don't use and that we use with just the warm market alone. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, um, you know, that – it, it it kind of made it made me think about a few things. I you know I know that um, I'd been told one time by a by a guy that you're you know when you get started in business if you're going to go to the top of the pay plan, um, you know a lot of times the the people who get you to the first level are probably not going to be the people who get you to the mid range, and the people <laughs> in the mid range are probably not going to be the people who get you to the top range. You're going to go through a cycle of different people that lead you to the top. Um, yes. you know, and, and you're a person who understands this because you've made seven figures. You understand yes. what, what it's like to be successful in this industry, which brings me to the next question. What do you think, um, with COVID, I know what I think about it. Like I own a digital marketing agency, but I think right now would be the perfect time I did. And what's funny is I did a podcast right before this one. That, so my last podcast talked about, I believe and I predict, especially if we have a second coming of this COVID or something like it, I think it's a perfect time to start a network marketing business, even if it's on the side. I mean, because everybody wants to go full time, but it, you know, we're, we live in this gig, this gig economy they call it now. I think it's a right. perfect time to start a network marketing business. So, what do you see like as the state of network marketing right now? Sure, that's a great question, and you know, and, and I'll use the old the old quote that we've all heard. I don't know who said it. But a mind once stretched can never return to its original form. That's good. Well, and and wh- how that applies to here is, you know, you've read the articles where people were going, you know, everyone went to a Zoom to, for work and how Zoom just got this incredible growth rate. And then they had problems because people saw all the holes in their software and they had to fix it. But people that were just freaking out, how do I work from home? How do I do this? And so everyone now has learned a new skill set. They know how to run their job from home. They know how to schedule their days. They know what to do with the cats and the dogs, the barking dog, the kids that are playing video games. They now have come into my world, in your world. How do we function from home? And then when they do it, they go, I like this. This I don't want to go back to work. And so that premise alone even if, if even if they found a cure for COVID tomorrow, Josh, and it never, ever came back again, once a mind is stretched, it can never return to its original form. So when these people, everyone starts going back to work who've been working from home, what are they saying right now to themselves subconsciously? I hate this. I wish I was home again. I miss my wife. 
I miss my cat laying next to me while I talk on the phone all day. And so whether you're single or married, it doesn't matter. I miss seeing my kids. I miss picking my kids up and picking them up from work from school at three or taking them to, you know, gym class or whatever. So now we're finding people are more open than ever. So if you're not talking to people about if, if you don't have an advertising campaign, and I'm a big believer in this, that you should have advertising to get customers, what I call CAP, mm-hmm. C-A-P, you need a customer acquisition program just for the product. Like we have a coffee company, we run ads just for coffee drinkers. It has nothing about the biz off. And then we run ads about starting your own coffee business for $4.95. So these are two competing ads for two different people that are going to get the same result, the end result, that it's two different, you know, nets. We're catching minnows over here. We're catching big whales over there and we're turning them all through our own funnel. But Josh, my, I'm a hundred and ten percent that there's never been a better time to start a network marketing business than right now, because we're not going to find a cure quickly and it's not going to go away quickly and it may never go away. It may always be there. And so I think it has shifted people's mindsets who were saying, I can't do network marketing. I'm not a salesperson. I tried that before and it, and I failed. So now we're finding ways that people are more open-minded than ever before. And I want to go back to one thing you said as a segue to here on, on what we said earlier, because I think this plays an important part in a, to this subject right now. When we tell our, our members like that, that 100 letters, 25 a week, we tell them on that system to the warm market, don't expect any of these 100 people to join. And they look at me and go, what are you talking about? Then why are we mailing them? I goes, because you're going to turn that 100 into 300. How do I do that? Because you're calling them and saying, who should I talk to? Mm-hmm. For instance, we go, who do you know that drinks coffee? Give me a list. And then if those people come in, then we'll call you and put them underneath you. So now we're going from 100 to 300 because we're networking. So now when we go to these people right here, here's what we're saying. How many people do you know that got laid off because of COVID? And they're going to say everybody. These are now people that we want to talk to about the business. So if you're talking to your downline members, if you've got a downline or you're talking to people, we're saying how did COVID bulletproof yourself forever? Because we're now saying, you know, this one may not ever go away, but if it does, guess what? There'll be a COVID-20, COVID-21. Prepare yourself for the next COVID is one of our ads that we're doing right now, Josh. So you see, it's created a new marketing angle and a new psychology to get people to get into the network marketing profession. That's interesting. I remember um, when we did the when when I think I was working with Joe and we did the um, when the bailout happened, the corporate bailout, the banks. Yes. And yep. I'll never forget when when Joe was like, "Well, let's come out with a marketing thing that says their bailout package." And we'll and it'll be the, the, and we'll yes. we'll call it the home business bailout package, and I'll yeah. never forget that was a huge huge marketing play. Um, yes, there there was so many that we played with, but I I agree. I think that this is. I don't know if it'll ever go back. Um, I don't know if it's ever going to go back the way it was. And it won't. It can't. It can't be because again the the, the concept. Everyone remembers COVID now. Everyone will are, is fearful of it. And there will be people wearing masks at grocery stores and movie theaters and gyms for the rest of our lives. 
will always see someone who will say from this point forward, I can't, I want to protect myself from what might be out there because I wasn't prepared for COVID, but I'm going to be prepared for the next one. Mm -hmm. And that's in the same way financially. We all saw the people who were furloughed and sent home. Even my own brother-in-law went home, been working for a company for 20 odd years. And then after about two months or the, no, the first month, they cut him from 40 hours to 30. And so then he got afraid at age 60 or 61 that he is, that he was going to be laid off. And so now he's open about what can I do? Cause I'd like to go in and quit now because now he's mad at his company, the way they treated all the people they let go, the way they treated him, the way, and all the owners were out on, you know, yachts and stuff like that. Cause it's a big oil company. And so now he goes, I don't want to go back to work. I want to do something for myself because I got to see a side of my company owners that I never knew. So see, Josh, this is never going to go back to the same. And I think we're going to see a big boom, not just in network marketing, but also in people starting their own traditional business. Yeah, I think so, too. I'm, I'm starting to see it, too. I mean, I think the restaurants obviously are going to hurt um, yes. and are hurting. But I, you know, I've, I've been talking to a few folks uh, lately that good friends of mine that have never looked at network marketing. And I've been so busy in my campaigns, I haven't even really looked up to – but. You know, after talking to some people, watching them online, what they're doing, I thought this is this has got to be a perfect time. So, what would I mean if a person's looking? I mean, you've been in network marketing companies, around owners, consulted companies. What should a person? Yes. I mean, if you're a new person, or even if you're not, you're someone who's looking for a new company. What are some of the things that you should look for in a company? Well, number one, you need to have a product or service that someone would be willing to take with no business opportunity attached to it. Okay. So like for us, we have a coffee, you know, will people drink our coffee without even making money with it? Well, mm-hmm. of course, because they're already doing it. You don't have to train them how to do it. And I don't have to remind people to buy coffee. Right. I mean, there, there are times that I see you post up about your Starbucks or whatever. And, you know, if you run out of coffee, well, I'll just say this. If we run out of coffee here in the morning and we get up at six thirty or seven, what, what do we do? We jump in the car and we go get coffee for everybody wakes up because we know everyone's going to want it. And so you got to find a product or service like that that is consumable or that will people will want to use over and over again. And it doesn't have to be affordable because, you know, we've all bought gas at a dollar ninety nine somewhere. And then we go buy it, you know, two miles down the road. It's listed for two dollars and twenty cents. And Sherry and I always go. Is that, is that gasoline 21 cents better than it was two miles ago? And we go, no, it's just pricing because that inventory they got in was more expensive. So yeah. price can't be the issue. You have to realize that it's going to be value. So number one, you've got to find that. And number two, you have to do something that nobody teaches anyone to do in network marketing. And it's something that we all do at jobs when we do a job interview. And I don't care if you go through just one interview with the company or go through several. Usually you go through two or three interviews. Usually it's a phone, maybe two on the phone, and or it's one in person. But here's what you always know when you do a job interview and you either, you get offered a job. You know how much money you're going to make. Never in the history of mankind has a man or a woman come home and accepted a job and their spouse or their family member goes, great, how much do they pay you? What's the pay going to be? I don't know. I just know I'm excited. I really like the company, and I think I can make a lot of money there, and I show up on Monday. Nobody does that, but everybody does that in network marketing. Yep. And so we have this unknown expectation. What's your number? And so you have to find out what is your number. 
what are you expecting out of network marketing to do for you in the first 90 days? Well, let's say it's 500 bucks. Before you, before you join a network marketing company, you need to ask your potential sponsor and their upline millionaire, what does it take to make $500 in your company? Show me the math. How many people is that? How do they, how are they configured? And how much, what's the dollar amount they got to buy? And what pin level do I have to be at to make the most money off of them? Show me a game plan to $500, $1,000, $2,500, And if you can't get someone to tell you that, then I would look for a company that would. Because I'm going to tell you right now, most of them are going to pay 5% on average of your overall volume. But most people don't want to tell you that, Josh, because they know that's the long play. Most network marketing compensation plans are written for the full-time person. So you have to be careful. So number one, a consumable product that people would take regardless if there's a biz op to it. Number two, you got to know the math. You, you wouldn't accept a job without knowing how to get paid. You shouldn't join a network marketing company without knowing how many people you got to have, how much sales volume, what pin level you need to be at to make that $500 or $1,000. And then you got to get that two to five year plan. What's it going to take to make six figures? And hang around with those people, research them, look at it. There's so many great companies out there, Josh, that are one year old or you know 50 years old. It doesn't matter. So it's what you're passionate about and what you believe in. And also, thirdly, Josh, it's who are you in business with and what is their marketing system that they have? Or are they just going to say, hey, go get them, Tiger, once you sign up? And for us, we're very specific. As I said earlier, there's only two ways to build your business, people that you know, people that you don't know. So if you're interviewing someone and say, hey, what is your methodology for talking to people that I already know? What's that system? And what's your cold market system for people that I don't know? And are there any lead systems that you have, co-ops that I could join? And, and what does that look like? Mm -hmm. So for us, when we're talking to people, because, you know, we do both profit leads and the coffee company, both of those have comp plans to them. So we show them how to build a 20 club with two people and make some over $1,400 a month with just 20 people in both programs. And people are blown away because 95% of the people have never made over $1,000 a month in network marketing. And so there's, there's a lot of great companies, a lot of people that are millionaires in this company. But the 95 percenters are what you have to market to because they're the people that are part time, which means they still have their job. This is a side hustle or that they, they think it's part of the gig economy, which it is because they see someone on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook doing it. And so you just have to be careful in saying, show me the money. What's the math? And mm -hmm. if they can't show you the math, find somebody that can. Yeah. So do you think that do you think the the uh, stigma of network marketing, do you think that has been? Do you think that is no longer? I mean, do you think that it's been brought down a little bit because of this this COVID thing, um, or do you still think it's always? I mean, it probably will always be there. But we've seen so many people make money. You and I have made money. Um, yeah. I mean, do you think that's going away because of the um, because of this because of COVID and the gig economy, or do you think it's 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 always going to be there? Well, I'm, I'm going to relate it. That's a great question I've been asked before, and here's how I'm going to relate that to you. I'm going to relate that to the, to the stock market in Wall Street. And let's just take an incident that happened a few years ago. Bernie Madoff mm -hmm. stole $80 billion from the stock market yep. and from people and institutions. I mean, I mean teachers' unions. Uh, people lost their life savings. Uh, corporations did. Uh, nonprofits did. The most traumatic, the biggest scandal ever. 
Now, the day after Bernie Madoff was convicted, what happened in the stock market? People woke up. They reinvested their new money. People did IPOs, opened up new companies. Business as usual. The difference between the people at Wall Street and the people in network marketing is that the the institutions or the, the transactional activity is the same. In other words, there are scoundrels in Wall Street. There are scoundrels in network marketing. There are the most brilliant, good-hearted people in Wall Street, and the same for network marketing. Mm -hmm. So the issue is we, as a network marketing profession, have to stand up for ourselves like we're Wall Street and say, look, that Bernie's a bad apple. I've never done that. And here's my history of stocks and bonds and investments. And here's what the average earnings has been over 10 years for our firm. So come talk to us. Now, Wall Street was investigated. People were looked at. But, you know, Josh, since Bernie Madoff, people are still doing insider training, uh, trading. There's still bad deals going on. People are still losing their life savings. So why is network marketing now saying that we have a stigma when Wall Street doesn't have a stigma? That's true. It's because, it's because yes, and the reason why it's true is because we sell it wrong. Mm-hmm. We are presenting the business opportunity wrong like it is so simple and so easy and just talk to a few of your family and friends and this kid in japan who's 18 he made a hundred thousand dollars his third month they never talk about that at wall street okay they you actually have to sign a 200 page disclaimer that every dime that you give us right now you could lose tomorrow and they still invest so for me just like i said earlier ask the question about just tell me how many people it'll take to get to five hundred dollars I just want to make an extra five hundred or thousand dollars. Tell me and my wife what that is. And most people, Josh, I would say ninety-eight percent of the people can't draw it out on a cocktail napkin to someone. And until the network marketing profession starts acting like Wall Street, then we will have a stigma, and that stigma will still be negative and bad. But I'm telling you, if somebody stole eighty billion dollars from network marketing, the entire profession would have a heart attack. But Wall Street didn't miss a beat. They went on the next the next day, business as usual, because they stood up for what they do. So we as network marketers need to stand up for our profession. Well, and, and I think people just have to get over it. I mean, you know, yes. you, and I, you and I have both been in companies that um, that have went down for, for whatever reason. And, I mean, we have two choices. You know, at that point, we can go back and get a job or start another business or join another network marketing company. But um, right. I think it's just life. And, and I don't know, maybe it's an emotional, I think maybe the part of that, the problem is people are putting their credibility on the line. Um, maybe that's, that's the issue that, well, I'm never going to do that again. But I think once it's in your blood, I can speak for me. One, it's an addictive business. Uh, it's an addictive business model. But I think right now uh, with where we're setting with, you know, with with uh, I mean, I hope we don't have a second wave of this COVID. I really don't. Right. But it looks like it's kind of going that way. I mean, Texas is shutting down again, uh, bars and and things of that nature. I'm sure we're probably not going to fall too far behind that. So I think it is a perfect time to start a business. Um, and I think you you've done a good job answering those questions. Um, so tell me, I mean, tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now. You got profit leads, but you also own a coffee network marketing company, right? Yeah, we started in uh, November of uh, 19. Uh, Sherry and I started a company called Felice Cafe. 
and Felice is a family name. Sherry's grandmother's uh, maiden name was Felice, and our uh, fifth child, uh, Bella, her middle name is Annabella Felice. Mm -hmm. So to us, it's very near and dear. And we started it, Josh, just out of frustration of being in the business for so long. Sherry's got 22 years experience in network marketing. I have 40. And, you know, we, we've flown everywhere. We've seen every, you know, company, every opening, and we've consulted with companies. And we just couldn't find a company that would match what we know is happening on the streets. It was a disconnect. And that disconnect I mentioned earlier about the 95 percenters. So we we have uh, developed at Police Cafe and Profit Leads what we call a compressed compensation plan where we're paying out more on the first two levels. Usually paying out uh, on the first two levels what most companies pay out over six or eight. And we do that because of the part-time person. Uh, Richard Poe wrote a book years ago called Wave 3 Network Marketing. Yep. And, or, and he wrote in there on the back of the appendix, he says, through all of his studies, this is an independent person that was a, a reporter, a columnist. He went out and researched uh, network marketing and wrote two books on it. But in his studies, he says the majority of network marketing distributors will never build below their third or fourth level. So when you think about that from just a marketing niche, take off your network marketing hat and look at this like a traditional business owner. What's the niche in network marketing? What is the untapped taproot out there? Where is this acres of diamonds or the big gold mine in network marketing? Is it a hot new product? Is it a new hybrid binary double matching bonus that's free to enroll and all these other antics? No. It's the 95 percenters. It's the people, Josh, that have got into network marketing with the hopes and dreams of making money. But here's the reality. Most people who get in network marketing to make money, they lose money. That's the real black eye of the profession. It's not all these other deals and, and the, all what we talk about that somebody got a deal to go join a company. It's the fact that the entire profession is involved in a part-time business but their compensation plans are specifically built for the full-time people. And why do they do that, you might ask? Well, because the companies are relying upon the distributors as they're advertising. So they create the comp plans for the people that have the huge followings, who love to get on stage, that are very good at that type of thing. They're slick. They look good. They smell good. And they love doing it. They, their ego can't even fit into the room with you. Those are the people that can take advantage of the comp plans that are out there today. The part-timers take a back seat to that. And $1,000, three months, as I say, three months and $1,000 later, they call me and they say this, Josh. Hey, Robert, um, we're going to have to put this on pause. We love you. We love Sherry. We love our, your products, our products and services. We even love the company. And you know what? We really believe in the profession. But we're, we're grand into this thing, and, and we're, we're in the hole. And I got boxes of products out there that I can't take and nobody will buy, it seems like. So my wife and I are going to put this on hold. And once we pay our credit cards down, we'll be back. That is a standard story that you've heard, Josh, and I've heard. And here's what happens in 90 days or 180 days. They pay that credit card off. They end up calling me and say, hey, Robert, I got this hot new deal that's not network marketing I want you to get into. You'd be great at this. So here they're back at it again. Mm -hmm. Either it's a different network marketing company or it is another network marketing company. So for me, the niche is the 95 percenters. If you can show somebody how to get into profit their first 90 days, they'll stay with you forever now. They didn't used to do that, but they'll do it now because they've been beat up. 
I get people all the time say, I'll never join another network marketing company, or I hope this isn't network marketing when they drink the coffee. I've sent them a sample. So for us, it's, it's paying the part-time person. A 20 club is 660 bucks to $780 with us based on which program you're in. So most people, Josh, shockingly, everyone's going to listen to this. Most people have never made $660 a month in their entire network marketing career. You know, I interviewed Jordan Adler a couple weeks ago or a month ago. I don't know if you saw it on Facebook. And he said he took him 12 companies. He joined 12 different companies for even signed up a single distributor. Wow. 12 companies. And, and, and he's not alone. And now he's making him over a million dollars a year. And so this is the problem that we're, we're, we're coming in kind of under the radar. And there's a niche. There is an unfound, untapped niche in this business model after 60 some odd years. And it's the 95 percenters. So we're, we're going after those folks. We're gaining rapport with them because they're saying, yeah, I've been in network. You know, tell me about your history. Oh, my gosh. If I can only tell you how many companies I've been in and all the promises that have been told me and all the broken promises and how much money I've lost. Well, we got to show people how to get to their first, second, third pin level and break even quickly. So that's why we've done it with coffee and leads. And the reason why is because you don't have to teach somebody how to drink coffee. You don't have to remind them to drink it. And everybody's going to run out of people to talk to. So they need more gas in their network marketing vehicle. And that's leads. So for us, that's a one-two punch. And five out of 10 people that join with us are joining both programs. So we're making twice the amount of money with half the effort, basically. And so that makes us more money with fewer people. And Josh, it makes our team that way. And it makes sense to them. So they relax. And guess what? They're not coming into either of these programs blind faith of what they're going to make. We tell them before they join, here's what a 20 club does. Go find four who get four. We can do that four in four weeks for you. Help those four do it in four, in four weeks. So in eight weeks, you're at 660. Mm-hmm. So Josh, that's our game plan. And we're getting so much feedback. We're like, this is awesome. Where have you been all my life? And I'm getting, we're getting people in. I'm trying to find something wrong with Robert's program. I can't. And it's been the comp plan, Josh. And that's the problem in the profession to me. If there's anything that puts a stigma with the, with the profession from my, my angle after 40 years is we got a full-time comp plan, but all of our reps are part-time and it's a mismatch. Yeah, that's, I, I see that too. I see that, like you said in the very beginning, that a lot of these comp plans are just focused on, you know, they're focused on the one percenter more or less. Yes. And that's um, right. And that, it, that is a, that is an issue. Um, you know, because I mean, how can you be a one percenter if nobody's going to stick? You know what I mean? If nobody's going to stay, <laughs> that's the, right. I mean, I don't understand how what? you're going to be a one percenter if that, if you can't keep anybody in it. Well, that's right. And see, it also explains why people say, Hey, you know, do you hear so-and-so in a new company and we're going to join with him? And I go, well, how long has he been at the other company? Well, two years. <laughs> yeah. So people ask me, well, why do the heavy hitters always, always move every two, three, four, five years? And I go, because the part-timers quit. Mm-hmm. Their check, check hits a level, you know, and then it starts dwindling. And so people say, well, network marketing doesn't work because, or this guy wouldn't be jumping from program to program every two or three years. I go, it does work, and I call it temporary residual income. It does that because the part, the, the full-time guy can go get it, but the part-time people can't stick. So as the people start saying, stop the bleeding, I've got to quit, then his check goes down. So everyone thinks there's something wrong with the company, so they go, go find another one. Just to repeat the same process over and over and over again. So to us, Josh, it doesn't matter about the product or service or the systems. It's the pay plan. 
It's how you're going to pay your people. And more importantly, show them how to get paid before they join. Just like you would know what you're going to get paid for you join it for you for you, you, uh, you join and you start a new a new job with someone. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. Well, I appreciate uh, I appreciate you coming on today. Um, you know, I, I you wanted bet. I wanted somebody that you know I haven't had a network marketer on my show. Um, Shame on you, buddy. Shame I, on you. I know. <laughs> I know, but I wanted someone experienced, you know, and that could that could really good. educate. And obviously, you and I go back a long ways. Um, yes. You know, like you said, technology changes, but you know, I think relationships are always going to be there if you take care of them good. And um, well, the number one asset for everybody that's listening isn't you. It isn't the products. It's people. It's your downline, and that's your asset. And, and people are the same today as they were 40 years ago mm-hmm. inside. We, we think the same way. So technology may have evolved, but how people have their fears and their dreams, that hasn't. And as long as you can tap into that, and people are more advanced today, they're more knowledgeable, they do more research. And so you got to make sure that you can answer their questions for them, Josh. But, but I agree with your whole thing about COVID. There's never been a, been a better time to start a network marketing business than now. Oh yeah, I mean, and again, I've I've been out of the industry for for quite some time, but you know, when you look at it from a, I mean, if you're a business person and you look at it from a from a timing standpoint, it's huge. I mean, yes. it's absolutely huge. Well, hey, where can they? Where can people find you uh, on social media, on uh, Facebook or Instagram or wherever? Where, where are you at? Yeah, they can go to Facebook and they can just enter in Robert Blackman and find me. They can enter in Fleece Cafe or Profit Leads and they can find me on Facebook or they can go to FleeceCafe.com or they can go to ProfitLeadsUniversity.com and they get the training and the leads that we uh, that they need there as well. Well, cool, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on and uh, hope you guys are doing good down in Norman. And, we uh, are, buddy. Awesome, awesome. Well, I'll be talking to you soon, okay? Okay, Josh. Thanks a lot, buddy. Thank appreciate you, Robert. It. Uh, bye-bye.